Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 163 of the podcast that was originally recorded on May 31st of 2017. Yes, it's a few days late. Yes, it's a little shorter than normal, but I wanted to at least get a short one in before I recorded a nice longer podcast this weekend. Under What I'm Playing Now, I played a little Sagrada. I also played some Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls. I also talk about a few of the games that I want to play this week, several of them that I actually just picked up a couple of days ago. Can't wait to get them to the table. Enjoy this episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now. Welcome to episode 163 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. As always, you can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send the emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on our board game Geek Guild. We are guild number 2440 on Twitter. You can follow me at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right. I did mention the guild a few seconds ago, a guild number two, four, four, zero. I actually posted a post over there and then put it on our website earlier talking about one of the first things that I actually played for this week. And that is dice manipulation games. Sagrada was one of the games that hit the table for us uh, last Monday when I went down to my local game store. And I have to say, I had a pretty good time with Sagrada. Not too sure I would add it to my collection, since I do have several other dice manipulation games in my collection. Um, But let's talk about how it's played first. Everybody's going to start out with a board in front of them. They're going to draft a card. The cards have various difficulties on them. What you're going to try to do during the game is by rolling dice and manipulating those dice, putting putting the dice onto the tiles, or into the slots, I guess you you should say, on that tile that you're going to put in the card, and try to just populate the card and then get the most points possible at the end of the game. How are you going to do this? In a two-player game, which is what we were playing, we were rolling four dice, I believe. The first player would take one dice, the second player would take two, the third, or the first player again, would then take the final die. And you were then able to manipulate the dice, possibly by turning in a token, There are three cards in the middle of the table that will let you manipulate the dice by spending one of your tokens. There's also three cards that are going to be randomly chosen at the beginning of the game that will actually tell you some ways you can get additional points at the end of the game. So I thought the game was actually pretty cool. Played a lot of dice manipulation games over the past several years. Uh, Favor of the Pharaoh was a big one that I've talked about before in the past, which we had spent a lot of time with and had played multiple times. Roleplayer was another one that I recently just added to my collection. I've had roleplayer. I've had a lot of fun with roleplayer. I haven't gotten it to the table as much. And they actually have a Kickstarter out, a new Kickstarter out, where they're actually going to have an expansion for the game which will actually let you take the character that you're actually building during role player and then fight against monsters with that character as you're playing the game um, and then fight against a boss monster at the end of the game. So that sounds very, very interesting. I'm really interested to see where that one goes. But um, as far as Sagrada goes, I will say the components, very good. Very uh, The components are very well done. I seem to be seeing this game quite a bit on several of the Facebook groups that I'm in uh, for board games. So it seems that this game has a lot of buzz around it right net right now. The dice are translucent dice. They they look good. 
I'm, but they're translucent dice. There's nothing super special about them. We've all seen translucent dice over the years, and I mean, we've had them for years playing Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. So, they they do look nice, and they do kind of fit the whole theme of what you're going for and putting together, kind of like a stained glass window is what you're doing. So, once you get the all the dice on the board, it does look really super nice. Um, but like I said, it brings it really doesn't bring anything new to the table that I can that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I, I only played the game the one time, but it compared to some of the other dice manipulation games, it kind of does what most of the other ones do. You're rolling the dice, manipulating them, and then you know you're building that stained glass window. So if you're looking for a dice manipulation game and you currently don't have one in your collection, I would highly suggest checking this one out. Uh, if you can actually get your hands on it, I know down at my local game store, the first shipment that they had gotten in of this one was sold out pretty much immediately uh, the day it came in. And then they were able to actually get some more in, um, and those seem to have been going very quickly as well. So if you can actually get your hands on this game right now, I would definitely say check it out. Um, like I said, I myself, I already have a couple of dice manipulation games in my collection. I don't feel the need for another one. I may have my wife give this one a shot, and if she actually likes this one and wants it added to the collection, I'll add it. But for me, it would be a pass, not because it's a bad game at all. I really enjoyed it. I just don't know if I need another one of these in my collection. So we're going to have a shorter podcast today because I'm recording this on a Wednesday evening. I have to work in a little bit, and I just at least wanted to get something out this week, not skip an episode. So... Zagrata is going to be one of the things I talk about under what I'm playing now. I'm also going to mention a little bit about Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls. My wife and I actually over Memorial Day weekend, we spent a lot of time playing Diablo. I think when we loaded the game up and continued it, our characters were in the single digits. Uh, when we stopped playing the other night, we were actually in our mid to high 20s, I believe. And I had actually created a season 10 character that I had already gotten up to almost level 10, I believe. So I played Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls quite a bit over the past weekend on the PlayStation 4. And I have to say, considering all the hours that I've actually already spent with this game... And, and, and how many years ago that I actually did that, I'm really surprised that the game is actually to, you know, able to pull me back in and give me a really enjoyable dungeon crawl adventure that my wife and I are just having a great time playing because this is her first time playing through. I kind of want to just get through the first four acts, beat Diablo, and see what the hell is contained in the fifth act because when I originally played the game when it first came out, there were only four acts to the game. So I'm really excited to maybe get through the game and then finally see what's in this fifth act to see where that takes us. I'm also interested in seeing and looking at a Blizzard's website, they actually have a new character coming out for the game and it's called the Necromancer. So I'm also curious to see how much that character is going to cost or how they're actually going to sell this character or give it to everybody. I don't think they're going to give it to everybody. I think you have to purchase him. So I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to be handled. But Diablo 3, wow. Uh, we really got back into the game oh, over the weekend. We played the heck out of it. We had finished the first act. We are well into the second act. I think we're actually very close to the end of the second act. Uh, so we're probably close to halfway through. Well, maybe a little short of being halfway through the game since there's five acts now. But so far... We're having a great time. I'm playing as a wizard, and my wife is playing as a crusader, and she's having a great time doing a great time as a tank. I'm having a lot of fun playing the wizard. Some of the spells I'm using and some of the way I can kind of control 
uh, and manipulate the enemies is just a lot of fun um, by freezing them and stunning them and just being able to just do high amounts of DPS very quickly to a lot of the monsters is just making the game seem a lot of fun. We've also gotten way into crafting. I completely sat down and renewed my memory and my what everything I had learned originally about crafting and doing trans transmogrifying stuff and enchanting stuff. I had to sit down and read the um, strategy that I picked up for Reaper of Souls to learn a couple of the new things. The stats are definitely a little different than from when I had played the game. It's The game has definitely changed a lot since I played years ago, but I will say everything that they've done has definitely made the game just a hell of a lot of fun to replay right now, and I'm really having a great time with it. So those are a couple of the games that we played for this past week. I did play some other things. I'm not going to mention them now because I will probably do another podcast this weekend. So I'm just going to save everything for that podcast. I wanted to, like I said, I just wanted to get a podcast out. This is probably going to be a short, quick 10 to 15 minute podcast that I'm just going to try to knock out here real quick, edit possibly super fast, get it uploaded tonight, and um, then probably turn my chair around, pull out my work laptop and get to work here. But um those are a couple of the games I played this past week. Like I said, there were more, which we'll talk about on the next podcast, episode 164. But let's talk about a few things that I want to play. Some of these things may also be on the next episode of the podcast. That's Lorenzo Il Magnifico. I had seen Rado play this one six to eight months ago when he released his video on it. A worker placement game, it looked like a lot of fun. I've watched a couple of their videos recently and picked it up the other day down at my local game store. I've skimmed through some of the rules, watched, like I said, watched a couple of videos. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that hard to pick up. It seems like there isn't a lot of difficulty to this game, but there are a lot of choices for your workers. And the interesting thing about this game is the dice that you get to roll, and there is a worker that will go along with each die. And based on what the die roll is, that worker being a one could be not really useful that turn. Or if it's a six, it could maybe give you something a little more powerful or maybe something more useful. So it's really interesting how the dice are going to come into play for this worker placement game. And everybody has to share the same role. Everybody doesn't get their own role. So it's not going to be like one person. If they roll a six one turn and the other person rolls a one, the one the person with the one is going to get screwed or anything. Whatever the dice are, that's what everybody's workers are for the round. So everybody's going to have to deal with this on equal footing. That sounds really freaking cool to me. So I'm really looking forward to getting Lorenzo Il Magnifico to the table. Also, the board layout, the cards, everything about this game does look really, really sharp. I pulled it out of the box the other night. I actually applied the stickers to some of the workers. I sleeved some of the cards. I actually have to run down to my local game store tomorrow and pick up a few more sleeves because I was about five sleeves short of being able to sleeve the smaller cards in the set. I normally do like to keep a big stock of sleeves here in the house, but lately I've been sleeving quite a few games and I am running short on supply on a couple of sizes. So I will stop down at my local game store on the way home tomorrow and pick up some sleeves. But other than that, that is one game that I want to play this this weekend. Another game that actually I just received today from FedEx is Century Spice Road, from what I'm hearing. This is supposed to be a big replacement for Splendor. My wife and I really like Splendor. She played Splendor a lot with her mom, so this is a game that is near and dear to her heart. Uh, Century Spice Road, though, since I had pre-ordered it from Plan B Games, I was able to get the mat for free. I un I rolled out the mat earlier. It is a very, very nice-sized mat. It is a very sturdy mat. I was really surprised with 
just how good that mat looked and how good the size of it was. Also, the game itself, the components for Century Spice Road look to be really cool. I will probably be picking up some sleeves for that game tomorrow at the game store as well because I will be sleeving that one immediately. And like I said, that one's kind of like Splendor. The interesting thing about Century Spice Road from what I've heard on some of the different videos so far is this is this first game, Spice Road, is part of a trilogy. There are supposed to be a couple of other games that are actually supposed to go along with this game. And I'm really interested to see how they actually incorporate all of these games into, into inter, interweaving them together and playing them together at the same time. So Century Spice Road looks like it's going to be really cool so far. Should be able to get this one to the table this weekend. Looking forward to that. And then we will see what else Plan B brings from us in regards as far as expansions for this game goes. Other than that, one other game we did get to the table this week, but I put it under the what I want to play now part of the show, even though I played a little bit of it, is The Great Zimbabwe. This is another splatter game. This game gave me a headache. Now, when I sat down to learn Clinic from Alvin Viard, that one was tricky to learn. And we fumbled through the rules the first time, but we got it. The first time we sat down to play Food Chain Magnate, a splatter game, we fumbled through the rules, we got it, and everybody really enjoyed Food Chain Magnate. I want to get Food Chain Magnate to the table a little more frequently than I do. It's been a while since I played it, and it's about time that I get another great game of that in. But The Great Zimbabwe, wow. This one just really, really melted my mind when we started playing it the other day on Memorial Day. I was sitting there and... Normally, after a round or two, we'll look at each other like, okay, I'm starting to see this. I'm starting to see this. We were, I don't even know how many rounds into the game. And we finally sat there, pulled out the rule book, and my buddy Brian started reading through one of the sections. And it was basically when we had gotten to some of the secondary cards, as there's a primary row and a secondary row of different crafters that you can get. Um, and the secondary ones we really didn't understand at first. And so my buddy Brian started skimming through the book and started reading it. And then he finally just set the book down and was like, I got it. And he explained it to everybody. And we just all sat there and we're like, wow, we've been doing this very wrong. We've been thinking about this very wrong. And it really became a game changer right then and there. Because the first couple of rounds I was sitting there, and I normally don't say this, but I was sitting there looking at my other buddy Dave thinking, I was looking at him saying, I don't know if I want to play this anymore. I'm not having fun right now. And I'm not normally one to give up on heavy games. I love heavy games. I love challenges. I love thinking like that. But this one, for some reason, just was just smacking me wrong and it was hitting me really hard. And I was just like, man, this, this one just hurts. But then once we sat there and we all talked through it for about, we took a break for about 15, 20 minutes and just sat there and talked through things, talked through a lot of the rules and got some more of the stuff down after we were about halfway through the game. We played a couple more turns after that. We didn't get to finish the game. So we were supposed to play this again tomorrow night. So hopefully I'll be able to make it down to the game store to actually play this with everybody. But um, I will say, the Great Zimbabwe, after we kind of got the rules down, does look to be a super heavy game, but it seems to be a lot of fun. Wow, there is just so much that you need to think of spatially when you're putting your tiles down on the board, when you're trying to figure out where you want to get your resources from, how you're going to spend your money, how you're going to need to link between possibly your monuments and other players' monuments to get to the resources and what you need to get to. It is just a crazy, mind-blowing game. But it looks like, now that we have the rolls down, 
I think it could be a very, very good one as well. So those are a couple of things that I want to play, and I think that's going to be it for the podcast. I'm looking over at my audacity, and we're about at 15 minutes, so I need to get out of here and edit this thing real quick because I need to log into work in probably about 20 minutes. So we're going to call it. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We do have a guild over there, guild number 2440. Let me know about some of the dice manipulation games that you have in your collection that you've played or maybe that I haven't talked about. Post it on there on the forums or leave a comment on the website because I actually posted a link to the forums over on the website as well. You can also follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. You can search for us on Facebook. Just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me for another quick episode this time of the what I'm playing now podcast. Until next week, you know what to do. Go out there, play some games, and then let me know what you're playing now. But until next week, everybody, have a great week playing games, and I will see you later. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye.